Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Big 12 hoops already off to a rocking start. Iowa State takes care of Houston. Baylor, impressive victory uh, at home over BYU. And Texas goes on the road to beat Cincinnati. A whole lot more coming at your way. This is the Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of 365 Sports Network. You all can find me wherever you guys get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. I told you all. Just because we're on Crystal Ball College Football, the Big 12 Watch, we cover all things Big 12 sports. You all can find us wherever you guys get your podcast and on YouTube as well. If you guys find us on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, leave your comments as well. That's how you guys can help support the channel. And then also, please uh, find us wherever you guys get your podcast. so if you all can't watch the show, you can listen. And in those places... Five stars on the review. That helps as well. All right, folks. So uh, last night was a really good night of Big 12 basketball. Five Big 12 games last night and exciting all the way around. Uh, the best game, I think, was the lowest. Well, best game maybe overall was the Cincinnati-Texas game. But the biggest result came Iowa State 57, number two Houston loses their first game of the year. They score 53. And this game came down to a couple things. So first of all, Iowa State under, uh, you know, under TJ Otzelberger is a really good defensive team. They're a very good home team and they can be a good offensive team. But I think the one, like, I don't mean to say this is the one identity. The one thing, although when it comes to top level is they go through really bad scoring droughts and they do miss having guys like Isaiah Brockington, uh, you know, obviously Tyrese Hunter, right? Individual guys that make individual shots. Because the thing about them last night was they jump out of this nice lead. Their offense was really good because they were playing great defense. They were turning defense into offense, but also the basketball was moving, right? That was what was really important for them. Having the basketball not stick and having that ball move around was very, very important for them because they shot terribly from three. They were three of 15 from three. And usually when you shoot sub 40 from the field and you're 20% from three, uh, it's going to be a rough night for you. But they did a great job of moving the ball around early and getting really good looks on the offensive end. And then, you know, having a guy um, uh, like, you know, the, Milan, I think is what just we'll call him. You know, Milan uh, Momsilovich, I believe that's kind of how you pronounce it, right? Having a guy like Milan in there was really good. He just, you know, he hits that huge shot at the end of the game. I mean, this guy's a tremendous player as a freshman, a, a big contributor already. He had 11 points last night, but he also played 37 minutes. And to have a guy that you trust already defensively as a freshman that is that productive is really important because the one thing that Iowa State does require out of you is that you are an elite defender, right? So Iowa State, they've had a you know a, a interesting start of the uh, conference season because they had to play at OU, and then they've got Houston here at home, so they had the kind of really difficult start. But everybody has you know tough stretches 
uh, you know, this part of the season. So they're in a, you know, really good stretch for them right now in terms of how they were playing. Their offense was cooking the last two games. It's kind of been down. I expect that's kind of the way it's going to be in conference play, but it was good to see, even if the shots weren't falling at home, they use that defense and they, you know, Milan hits that big turnaround jumper, basically double covered. Having a guy like he can't do that off the bounce all the time, but having a guy who can bail you out in a shot like that in a big possession like that, I mean, uh, what else could you want from a player like that? And once again, on the defensive end of things, a tremendous effort from them. Uh, you know, they hold Houston to 38% of the floor, 27 from three. They forced 16 turnovers and they forced like five in the first five minutes of the game. So, I mean, they were so active on the defensive end. That's what made a huge difference. And look, man, we're going to see a lot of a lot of results like this. We're going to see a lot of results like this home game. And that's what I thought made Texas win last night, which we'll get to in a second. So impressive is that just, you know, when you go on the road and it's, it's really hard to go on the road and win games, especially as now students come back. And especially as that grind begins, because the grinds already began, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, home road, like uh, it's starting to begin for these teams. So very nice bounce back victory for Iowa state in this game, Texas 75, uh, Cincinnati 73 is your final score in that one. Texas needed to get a big win. I thought after the way that they lost to Texas Tech, they do get a big win. 74, 73, excuse me, final score. Dylan DeSue has a monster game. He scores 33 points on 13 of 23 shooting, six boards, four steals, two blocks, and an assist. I mean, he was just, he was the story. And look, like Cincinnati actually likes to go into the post. Uh, they have guys they like to feed in the post and get it down to there. You know, Victor Lakin, obviously a big part of what they do offensively. I like to go down there and block and get it to guys like that. And uh, the fact that, you know, that the better team in the post uh, was Texas. And they had a great offensive night, 51% from the floor, you know, didn't get to the line as much, but still did a great job. And they also took better care of the ball. That's one big thing on the road is that take better care of the ball. Was the Texas defense excellent? No, it was not. But then getting that effort from DeSue and then, also, Max Aismas hitting the shot late was big. I know there was a lot of consternation about you know the calls in the, late in the game, but basketball is like that. There's going to be calls all the time. Uh, so I think Texas deserves a ton of credit for what they did, showing some character and going on the road and getting this win after Cincinnati went on the road and beat BYU. So once again, another example of how good this league is. Uh, Cincinnati, West Miller's team gets a really nice win against BYU. They need more good wins. This was a big opportunity because they haven't had too many chances to get quad one wins. Um, I have to check their net rating. I'll go to the net ratings now. Um, but Cincinnati has not had too many chances to rack up quadrant one victories. And so, uh, with that, uh, you know, you say, Hey, let's save the command up here doing that do to do. Uh, Cincinnati is 31 in the net and in quadrant one opportunities, they are one and two. They lost to Dayton, I believe neutral court. They lost to Texas. Now they had the win over BYU. So, uh, you know, they are uh, 10 and one at home. They're four and oh in quad uh, three, and then they're seven and oh in quad four. So uh, one and three record. That's what we have to watch now for Cincinnati quadrant one opportunities are plenty, but they have not done great as they've stepped up in competition so far this season. Uh, so BYU goes on the road against Baylor. They lose 81-72. Baylor gets their first win at home in conference in their new arena. This was a really good game. BYU was back and forth with them the entire way. 
this was a good, strong offensive game, but I think Baylor favors themselves, obviously, in those situations. And Jalen Bridges is beginning to become the player that we know he can be. 25 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Seven of 14, shooting three of six from three and eight of nine from the line. This is a pretty comprehensive effort. They were 43 from the floor, 44 from three, 75 from the line. Pretty comprehensive from Baylor. And they took really good care of the ball, too. Shows you how good BYU is, the fact that they were able to go on the road, turn the ball over nine times more, and only lose the game by nine points. And once again, this is a back-and-forth game, right? But BYU off stumbling, and you're kind of seeing this, hey, it's 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 tough, man. It's a tough league. And look, Cincinnati is the one that beat BYU, so it's not like it was you know another remaining team that beat them in that first home game, but you're seeing BYU slowly beginning to learn what life is like night to night. Baylor gets to 2-0 in the league. And once again, they have a variety of guys that can hurt you, but like none, Walter, Dennis. I mean, they've got all of these guys on the outside that can do it for them. And then Langston Love, obviously, off the bench too. It feels like he's been around forever. These guys can all shoot. They can all handle the ball. That's what Baylor wants to do. They want to stretch you out. They want to make sure that, you know, they maintain space and attack you. That's the way they win. They did so last night in that game. Also, last night, uh, in other results, uh, Kansas State goes on the road, hammers West Virginia 60 or 81 to 67 is the final score. West Virginia leads at half in this game, but the second half that we saw from K-State was really impressive. And look, it's going to be a challenge for them, I think, to make the tournament. Obviously, with what happens, you know, the, you know with, with um, let's face Naquan Tomlin, not great, but... You know, Carter steps up huge. Uh, Arthur Kaluma has a big game, 17 points for him. And Gessen steps up. Uh, I guess it's Gessen, whatever pronounced, you know, steps up and he scores 17. I mean, they shot 54% from the floor. They shot 83% from the line. So they went on the road and played a really good game offensively. And for West Virginia, the struggles just continue for them right now, home and road. It doesn't really matter, but that's a place for K-State. Hey, you, you feel good. You beat UCF, you beat West Virginia, but you got to rack up as many wins as possible. And road wins do help too, even against bad teams. Uh, Texas Tech, 90. West or Oklahoma State, rather, 73. Pop Isaacs. You know, this is a guy who's got a chance to be the best guard in the, you know, maybe the best guard in the league. Uh, one of the two or three best guards in the league. Uh, we knew we saw it last year with what he had. This year he has stepped up his game. Now, he's not shooting super efficient, but, you know, in terms of scoring, he stepped things up. He has not been more efficient, uh, you know, in some categories, but assist numbers are a bit better. The turnover numbers uh, are about the same. The minutes have gone up too. So if he can straighten out the shot, which look like I know things have not been, uh, you know, he didn't shoot very well to start the season. I think I'll just put it that way. But if you look at the way he shot recently, six of 16, seven of 18, 10 of 19, six of 12, seven of 15, nine of 17, his shot is starting to come a bit more only two games in that last stretch where I mentioned where he was sub 40% and he was 38 in one of them and uh, 39 in the other. So those really terrible shooting games that he was had, like, you know, like the four for 14 against Villanova, the two for eight against AM Corpus Christi, the four for 13 against Omaha. It looks like those might be things of the past. And last night, really clean game. So far, guys, Pop Isaacs has played, doing the quick math here in my head, 63 minutes of Big 12 hoops this season, just two turnovers. For Pop Isaac. So that's very impressive. 21 points in the opener, 24 points in the game last night. He's on a run of four straight games of at least 20 plus points. And the offense for Texas Tech, look, I mean, they were, everybody was hitting last night. Their entire starting unit 
all gets into double figures. They only played eight guys. So that's one thing to watch. The depth, uh, you know, is going to be an issue for them. But Pop Isaacs has 24. Walton has four, uh, 16. Toussaint, 13. Williams has 14. Uh, and then also Washington has 16. So they have a nice night from the floor. Texas Tech, 2-0. Two, two really nice wins so far. And obviously Oklahoma State reeling just a bit. Two games coming your way in the Big 12 tonight. We have got UCF hosting Kansas at 6 o'clock on ESPN+. And we have got Oklahoma at TCU. This is one of those opportunities for TCU to get a victory. You know, that's, they're going to be a bubble team, which I think they might be this year. Um, this is one of those games you need to win. You like to win. You got to defend home court in this league as we go along for Oklahoma chance to bounce back. And then we'll see if UCF can put up a fight against KU. All right, that will do it for today's show. Quicker show, but uh, just want to get to all that hoop action we had last night. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore and find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks, we'll talk at you manana.